All right. Hello, my wisdomers out there listening. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in this amazing world right now. You know. So, how is everyone going? How is everyone feeling? You know, might have been a bit of a rough start. To the uh, year for some people, but we got to think. You know, there's a situation right now with um, Novak Djokovic, the tennis player. You know, the government's just been playing uh, political football at the moment with his visa. Now, in my opinion... Should Novak Djokovic play in the Australian Open, you know, not being vaccinated like a lot of... Well, that's that's a hard one, no, because uh, it was an actual vaccine mandate that uh, the Australian government had in place. So, and they're like, all other tennis players have had to be fully vaccinated and isolate and do all that. It's kind of not fair to the other players. Like, why should one player, you know, be able to break the rules and the others have to follow them? It's not fair. Now, people want to see Novak Djokovic play tennis at the Australian Open. Um, but what's what's been bugging me is this political football with the, uh, I think it was, uh, what do they call the borders or something. Uh, you know, apparently denying him a visa. And, uh, you know... Yeah, and how would you feel like... uh... You know, you want to get a visa to play in Australia. Now, his legal team has has, uh, basically appealed the decision to deny him entry. I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, and the Hillsong Church has broken isolation rules. And Dominic Perrottet, our Premier. Okay. Has just been disgusted. Now... Why, I mean, this Novak Djokovic case has been going on for, like, last month about, if he's denied a visa, why isn't he deported by now? Why has this become political football with the Australian government? Someone tell me, you know... Uh, if, if there's anyone listening and who wants to comment on the Novak Djokovic case, you're most welcome to on Wisdom. This is an awesome app, by the way. And, you know, I, I, I have a passion for politics. 
I have a huge passion for politics. I love it. But it's just ridiculous. Political football overall visa, they've said, oh, Scott Morrison's denying, well, yeah, denied him entry into the country, but why, if he's been being denied entry, how come he hasn't been deported back? Now, this is ridiculous, this vaccine mandate. This is just fucking ridiculous. I feel it's just become a political football match. And it's just, that's all it is, political football. Let's see, we've got a guest waiting. All right, let's see. Hi, Malcolm. Political football, that's all I heard. What, what you talking about, man? Talking about Novak Djokovic being deported from Australia. This has been going on for the last month. You know, the Australian Open for tennis. I would know nothing of that content if I'm being forward with you. But it does sound pretty, um, pretty unfair. Whenever I hear that reported, it just sounds like a forced action. Yeah, the Australian government is playing political football with his visa. The Supreme Court stuffed him around because he didn't get a, you know, he didn't get fully vaccinated, and they required all the tennis players to be vaccinated and isolated. And, and Novak Djokovic, he's like the world number one, didn't want to. Now the whole Serbian community supporting him, but if they, if the government want him deported, they should have deported him by now. Why are they playing political football? With his visa, that's ridiculous. Because purgatory is is power to them that keeps control. Yeah. It's ridiculous, so when I hear isn't when I hear political football, I hear uh, a state of purgatory. Mm. They did. They did. The, they did the same thing with the second because they're supposed to put a second airport in Sydney, Malcolm. Uh, Badgerys Creek Airport, but this is going on before I was even born. Uh, oh, God, when did they start the second airport in Sydney? I think it was oh, 70s or 60s. And anyway, it was just political football going back and forward, back and forward all the time. You know, and what, 50-odd years later, they've decided to build a second airport in Sydney, Malcolm. Oh, wow. Because Sydney Airport's just too overpopulated. So, why did they wait so long? Political football. What do you define as political football? You know, uh, back and forward. Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to build it, uh, but we're busy at the moment. Uh, the Labor government has plans. They're promising to build it. That's political football. What about you? How do you see political football? Um, BS. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> Basically. So, I just think that they're just wasting time. Exactly. Keeping and time this on is time. Yeah, this is Australia, Malcolm. Do they do that in the United States, wasting time? That's what we call a due process, my friend, is that when somebody is accused of something, they get arraignment date. Or when they are in the process of being deported, they have to undergo a long and very lengthy and arduous process. And it just becomes exhausting after a while when you've been fighting for you. I know people that are fighting court cases that have taken years and they keep amending the court case and pushing it back and it's just creating more problems. It's just like, what the heck, man? See, Novak Djokovic is in the country, you know, he's training, practicing tennis. So he's in Australia, but uh, they've just been mucking around with his visa. So the media's saying, oh, he's in a detention center. The Supreme Court's, you know, was supposed to have a decision this week. 
to decide if they were going to deport him or not. I don't know. I'm, I'm fed up. I can only imagine. Why, why, why is Australia and our governments become a police state now? They've always been like that. Mm. Sad enough to say. But not this bad. Oh, they, it's just, it, it has been this bad. It's just that we're just now seeing it. Oh. In plain sight. You know, what's done in the dark eventually comes to light. Shit. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, man. It's ridiculous. But I will say, we hold the power. We as the people, as the sovereign sovereign individuals that we can't have, truly hold mm. the power, but we don't see it ourselves. And whenever we start a movement or we try to advocate on behalf of an issue of something going on, we kind of just give up in our efforts and don't stay persistent, which gives these bigger entities more control over us. And I think it's important to unite, especially in times of you know uncertainty and and when things are just not adding up, and I think if there was a petition or there was like a rally for this guy, Novak, I'm certain yeah. that things would work out in his benefit. You know, I well, think they did. They to. there was a protest in Melbourne uh, for Novak Djokovic to play. But do you think it's it's fair that uh, he gets benefit of the doubt, and all the other players ha- have had to follow all the government rules? Well, of course. I mean, I think you already have your answer there. No, it's not. It's not fair. No, it's not. Now, he, he, he's had COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Games. You know, he's tested positive to it, I think, at the start of the pandemic. And, uh, you know... Let's talk, uh, uh, like, yesterday, for instance, you know the rapid antigen test? You can't even buy them in, in the chemist, Malcolm. They're just sold out. All the COVID, you know, the PCR tests, they're just closed. They're booked out in Australia. Oh, they are, too, in the U.S., in certain regions. And and, and, and some of the doctors are whinging, saying, oh, you got to get a COVID test. How can you? You can't. <laughs> no, you can't. It makes it that much more difficult, and it makes us so what lose do, trust in our system. Yeah. So what do you do? Like, people are just going to walk around spreading it. At this point, it wouldn't surprise me if half of the population contracted it by now. Mm. See, there should be people that that can come to your house and test you at home, Malcolm. That would take. Uh, that would involve the government or your government utilizing a lot of resources that they don't mm. want to because they're they want to make things work in their benefit. Like with well, the billions sh- of dollars and the trillions of dollars that these pharmaceutical businesses are making, one would only think that if they truly care about tackling the this 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 pandemic is that they would incorporate ways to make testing more accessible. But they don't. Because clearly, there's mm. an, there's an ulterior motive. What we know. What we, <laughs> What we know is is to our, is limited to our opinion because CDC at this point doesn't even truly know, and maybe they do, and they're just playing the oblivious card. Who knows, truly? Neither does New South Wales Health or the World Health Organization. But uh, there's people out there who are disabled and can't go to get a PCR test. So there should be a a nurse or someone come to your house and actually test you at the front door. That would be actually convenient. Or, like with Uber, Lyft, or perhaps DoorDash, mm. or some kind of uh, um, taxi hailing service, that they could incorporate something like that too, but where you schedule one, and, and like you, let's say you call your local cable guy, right? Um, mm. Think about it in that way. If you were to call a, um, a, a doctor on wheels, essentially, I think that would mm. be a, boom, a booming business there. Exactly. At home doctors, because that does that does exist. You know, hospice. Do you know what hospice is? No, what's that? So when you get like really old and stuff, um, you know, you get what's called at home care. So at home yeah. care physicians do come to people's homes and they take care of the elderly or people that are terminally ill. Mm-hmm. And if they incorporated that on a more diverse scale, I think that would increase the accessibility of tests. 
uh, of testing and helping reducing also the transmission the transmission of the disease. But once again, they require resources that the government clearly doesn't want to give us, even though they funnel trillions of dollars and they lose them, especially in places like Afghanistan. They want to work. They want to focus on everything else except for the people. I swear to God, man, it's annoying. Yeah, because America's always been about war. Yeah, man. I mean, well, I would. Yeah, I'm a. It's all about. It's been about. It's mostly about greed. You know, there's there's psychological warfare, biological warfare, physical war, warfare, domestic warfare. It's so many types of warfare, but there's also just greed by these mm. corporations as a means to make profit. And Same about, in Australia. It's, it's universal, man. It's just ridiculous. It honestly doesn't really set the moral precedent for how we should be living our lives. This is why, man, like, when I get the chance, as soon as I finish my contract, I'm going to try to live in the Alpine forest somewhere in New Zealand, perhaps. I don't know, but I this world is just ridiculous, and, and, and it's just exhausting to have to be surrounded by people that want nothing, nothing good for you. They want to keep you sick. They want to keep you relying on health care. They want to keep you in the system so that it makes it harder for you to get out. They want to keep you broke and struggling for the next paycheck. They want to make sure that you rely on government assistance with food stamps, all these other things. They want to make sure that you're in a, in a form of systematic control and make you feel like they need to watch over you. Like they, There should have been no reason, in my personal opinion, that they should have set vaccine mandates for businesses now i do believe that they should have set vaccine mandates but for businesses come on now you, you're throwing a little bit of a stretch mm. and now they they overruled that so now long the biden administration overruled or no the supreme court overruled the vaccine mandates the biden administration made and this happened exactly two days ago um so now u.s businesses that have over 100 employees can set their own expectations as far as that goes so like now they did all that for nothing all that for virtually nothing they say one thing and then they take it back. It's confusing. They're causing mass confusion. It's not fair to us. Like, put it this way. My, my local doctor, if you're not fully vaccinated, you have to go and get a COVID-19 test before he'll see you. But how can you get a test if it's all booked out? You can't even get a rapid antigen test. And the government in Australia should be providing a rapid antigen test for free because they're like $15 for one test, you know. They're a ripoff. Oh, they're charging you for that? Yeah. Oh, wow. At the chemist. And they're sold out. What about in the U.S.? Are they free? Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, no, to purchase one, of course, it's about like $50. But like... Fucking hell. To, to go to a pharmacy and to schedule uh, a vaccine te- or uh, a COVID test, it's, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. What about to get vaccinated for COVID in the U.S.? Is it free? Yeah, it's free. If you schedule one with your pharmacy... Is it not free where uh, you live? Yeah, it is free. I, I get it. I get it through the doc. I went to my doctor. Oh, well, there you go, man. No, but like it's stupid, Malcolm. Like a rapid antigen test, you know, and and if you get a false negative, and they, they tell you you got to take it in twenty four hours, even if you even if you return a negative, um, oh, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous is another statement. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's unethical. It's immoral. Hmm. But I just thought I'd hop on here and just uh, pick your brain a little bit. Um, <laughs> just, just, I love uh, just just to say hi again. Of course, you always know I'm gonna hop on your show just cause. This is awesome. Yeah, man. I look forward to more conversations. I'm actually about to lie down and get some sleep for once because this weekend has been exhausting. So. Yeah, good to hear from you, Malcolm. See, I, I said this weekend. Oh, my goodness. See, that's, all right. that's how I know. You get some sleep. All right. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you, too, man. I, I look forward to the next discussion, all right? See you, man. All right. That was Malcolm. That was awesome. And, and you know, like I said, guys, the Novak Djokovic case has been very controversial in Australia. And it's just like... It's just ridiculous. These rapid antigen tests should be free under the Scott Morrison government. Um, now they tell you, like, like I said to Malcolm, uh, if if you get a uh, negative uh, result, oh, I can see we got someone else coming on. Let's see. All right, any minute now. 
okay. I don't think that's going through. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, you have to tap the profile thingy if you guys like to jump on stage again. I don't know what happened to the app. Yeah, feel free to jump on stage when you'd like. Yeah, so yeah, the Novak Djokovic case uh, under the Scott Morrison government. I don't know. All this, this media is just, just bombarding everyone. Like, people just want to watch their tennis and their entertainment because that's what people pay to watch tennis. Entertainment, guys. It's what we, what we do when we watch our sport. We want our entertainment. Like, Hillsong, for instance, decided to put on a fucking huge concert and just break all the rules and put everyone at risk of COVID-19. Like Anthony Albanese's been up in Queensland, he's saying the same thing I am. You can't even get a rapid antigen test. You can't even go and get a regular PCR test. So what do we do? And, and your GP's saying that, oh, we want you to have a test if you're not fully vaccinated. Well, I can't get a fucking test because they're turning me away. That's just stupid. You know. I feel that, uh, yeah, we've just become a police state in New South Wales, Australia, you know, and I wonder if anyone's out there listening and would like to share their experience on uh, this, this uh, you know, today's topic of Novak Djokovic and the Australian government. If you'd like to jump on stage on Wisdom and let me know where you're from, that'll be awesome. But, uh, yeah, that, that's how it is. And I can see we've got a guest waiting. Let's see if this goes through. Have a Hello. Hey, Stephen. How are you? Good, Sherry. How are you? Yeah, good. Fellow good to see Aussie. you. That's it. <laughs> We're talking about Novak Djokovic. Uh, he's uh, deported. It's just become political football. He hasn't been deported. He hasn't? No. Oh. No. Um, they revoked his visa and they were going to send him home and he's fighting it. So they went to court last night mm. and he's in and out of, uh, oh, I don't think it's called quarantine, but anyway, he's he was wherever he was last night. Then this morning he's going to his lawyer's office to prepare the things. At two o'clock he'll go back into detention Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow they go to court again, tomorrow morning. So, yeah. So he oh. hasn't been deported yet. He's fighting it. So, Do you believe he should play in the Australian Open? I think his visa was accepted, so yes, he should play. On the other hand, they're, they're, the prosecution are contesting that he lied, that he had covid in December, so yes, he had it last, or oh, 2020, he had it first, mm -hmm. and in December he got COVID again, and they're saying that he went to his, um, he went to Spain and he went to a tennis tournament as well, and so they're investigating that, or his home country are investigating that, Serbia. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, but he's, you know, he's got no symptoms, if indeed, and it, I think the the question now, and it's a different issue, which is why he's able to fight it, and rather than just be deported directly, is that um, from when he tested positive to when he arrived in Australia was only eleven days and not fourteen from mm. having a positive COVID test. So mm -hmm. they're saying that he wasn't yet uh, didn't yet have the immunity because of having COVID didn't shouldn't have been granted the exemption because of having covid but yeah. he's not fully vaccinated no he's not vaccinated no so and he probably wasn't unwell the second time he had it because of natural immunity yeah. so you know maybe he wasn't aware that he was positive until much later i don't know anyway it's interesting but it's certainly you know like everything else i think you were talking before about the mandates and stuff, it certainly divided people. Mm. Um, compulsory vaccination and 
even though ScoMo will sit up there and say that it's entirely up to people whether they get vaccinated or not, they're not making it very easy for people to make that choice. It's like if you don't get vaccinated, you can't attend the doctor, like you were saying. You exactly. can't go to work, you know. And a lot of the people that I know are off work because they've got COVID and they're fully vaccinated. So, mm. and I think it's in some ways it's riskier because... The argument is if you're fully vaccinated, you won't become as unwell and you won't die. And so if you are, if, if I get the flu and I'm sick, I'm going to stay home. If I've had the COVID vaccine and I get COVID and I don't know I've got it because I've got very mild symptoms and I think it's hay fever or something and I go out, you can still catch it and pass it on to other people. So it's actually riskier, I think than not having the vaccine. Although if you're immunocompromised and, you know, you probably need that, but to enforce it on people just so that they can attend their place of work or go to their children's sports games or, you know, it's a bit crazy. It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a uh, member of the Rural Fire Service volunteer. Yeah, yep. and, and you can't uh, do that unless you're double vaxxed. Exactly. And soon it'll be you can't do that unless you're boosted. Mm. Yeah, and I, don't know. I mean, the last thing I'm going to do if my house is on fire is ask the people if they're vaccinated. Mm. I want everybody that can help to help in that situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, no, so that's what's going on. And, and you can't even get a PCR test in Sydney because they turn you away. You can't get one in Melbourne either. And people are waiting up to eight days to get their PCR results. If they have had them, you can't get a rapid antigen test anywhere. People are selling them for exorbitant prices on marketplace and stuff like that. Mm, scalpers, they're called. Absolutely. And that's not a new thing. I mean, people have done that with concert tickets and, you know, anything that people want, they'll pay more for. Mm. So, yeah. So this is the, the uh, and Anthony Albanese, I was listening to him on Sky News yesterday, uh, Sherry, and he's in Queensland. He was saying that, the, you know, so what do we do if we can't get a test, Sherry? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Just stay home, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And how come there's people that can't test you at home? Yeah, I, I think if you think you're positive, but I think you have to have the positive test to have the hospital at home. Yeah. There is, there is um, as the guy before was saying, there is GPs that will come to your home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's all a bit of a mess at the moment i mean if it was a private organization you would fire the ceo wouldn't you mm-hmm. <coughs> so yeah but uh, that's that's what's going on in our world right now yeah yeah you know. you're having so, competent people who don't know how to run the organization mm. or they're not actually the ones in charge of the organization you know they're doing what they're chief of staff is telling them i don't know Mm. so how have you been since i last had you on the show yeah good it's been a bit flat out with work and stuff like that and so i haven't been i've been listening a little bit but i haven't done a show or been on anyone else's because i've just been had it on in the background while i'm doing other things but yeah it's been a bit chaotic Mm -hmm. and um and like i said you know my Ooh, just lost you there. Yeah, but that's what's going on in the world right now. It's a lot of uh, chaos, a lot of fear, a lot of um, people, you know, just, yeah. You know, it's just not not right. And, And I think we should have a change sometime in the future. Someone needs to have a change. Yeah, I just lost you there. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, um, 
what was I saying? Oh, yeah, most of the people I know are in isolation at the moment because they've had a positive test. And so mm -hmm. I'm talking to them on the phone and they're like, I'm not unwell. I just, some of them are a bit unwell. Most people, it's, they just, they feel really fatigued. Mm -hmm. So um, some people have got a temperature, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Interesting days. What about people around you? And, and what have you been up to? I hear you on here quite a bit, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I just published a new music video on my YouTube channel called The New World Order. Oh, really? Uh, yesterday, yeah. Pretty political. I've uh, been doing podcasting on Wisdom. I was listening to Joe Rogan on with Snoop Dogg as well on Spotify. Uh, what else? Been working out, keeping fit, meditating. You know, yeah, and uh, got my subscription to Disney Plus. Been watching Air Crash Investigation. Oh, okay, that's a good show. Yeah, I've been watching Manifest on Netflix. Wow, how's that? Oh, uh, yeah, it's all right. It, it's kind of it's that supernatural sci-fi um, mm -hmm. stuff, and so I find that interesting. Parts of it, parts of it are a bit like a soap opera, and I'm just like, oh can't be bothered mm -hmm. so but yeah it's okay i'm interested in that um the idea you know i mean because time and space are a human construct and i think shows like manifest go what if because it's a human construct we could kind of recreate our own where we sit in time you know mm -hmm. like sometimes i don't know about you but sometimes when i do meditations it might be you might travel through time and go somewhere else, maybe even a past life or something like that. Mm -hmm. So is that past life actually in the past or is it an alternate reality? So, it could be an alternate reality. Yeah. Yeah. So I find those ideas interesting, having mm -hmm. been in the personal development field for over 20 years and spoken to a lot of people and seen and heard a lot of unusual things that, you know, it's not, like we look at it as some sort of fantasy or science fiction mm -hmm. which is kind of an oxymoron isn't it even the word science fiction because science is very fact-based and fiction is not and so yeah i think there's a lot of things that we don't know and it kind of gives you an idea about possibilities and then i i was watching it the other day and i was like oh so they went i don't know have you seen it? Have you seen Manifest? No, not yet. Okay, so they get on a plane in Jamaica and they're flying back to New York and then the plane goes through like a storm and when they land, it's mm -hmm. five years later. So wow. the people on the plane haven't aged at all and everyone else's life has kind of gone on. You know, they've done their grieving, they've got remarried and then these people basically come back from the dead, but for them no time had passed. And then when they get to New York, they have these, they call them callings. So it might be a vision or they hear, hear something and, and so they have to follow these callings. And I was like, you know, we had that plane, that Malaysian Airlines plane that um, disappeared off the coast of WA. Mm -hmm. And... I was like, oh, I wonder if that was five years ago, why Netflix are putting it on now. Like, I think sometimes when you're a critical thinker, you go, why are they releasing that now? Mm. Like what's, uh, I think, was it last year? They had Contagion on there, which mm -hmm. was a little bit too close to home. And then this year they released one on there um, called Night on Fire, which was about maybe Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Ukraine, the toppling of the government in Ukraine. And it's like, why would they release that now when people are rising up against governments all around the world? So I kind of think, oh, are they trying to give people ideas or are they trying to show that, you know, the outcome at the end of that's not going to be good or, yeah. It's just interesting, I think. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Um uh, what was I going to say about, uh, you know, these soap operas as well? Um, they're all right. But, do you have, 
do you have a favourite one? Uh, there was Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a soap opera. There was Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, that, and uh, that was about it. Those, those were my soap operas. Yeah, but I was going to say, it sounds like the movie Interstellar. What you were saying. Okay, I haven't seen that one. It's the same thing. They go go to space on a planet. I think every time they're on a planet, it's like 10, 000, uh, five years or something like that. They don't age. Check it out when you can. Yeah. Or like the movie Inception, that was a good movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I think I've got that one here. So, yeah. But anyway, how, how do you feel about Netflix? Because I had Netflix subscription, but I, I, it wasn't fulfilling my standards. Uh, look, um, I think because so what I do when I'm not on Wisdom or other things is I'm a counsellor and sometimes you are dealing with pretty intense conversations with people and so Netflix is just an opportunity for me to switch off my brain at the end of the day so it's a bit of a ritual I guess to just watch something <laughs> one episode of something or whatever you know so once I finished work for the day walk the dog have some dinner just watch something to switch my brain off and then go back and do something else some personal development work or whatever um, so yeah I can usually find something Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll say to, so I've got a couple of housemates and sometimes I'll say, oh, do you want to watch a movie? And, um, and I'll pick something and it'll be completely not what I expected. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I like Disney Plus better. Okay. For me, yeah. it works out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I like a true crime, and Netflix has a lot of true crime stuff. Uh -huh. So, like in the past, I've worked in prisons, and I think all my life I've been curious about why people do what they do. Uh -huh. And so, true crime kind of fascinates me, putting puzzles together. I uh -huh. like puzzles. I like trying to work them out. I, I'm the worst person to watch movies with because halfway through, I've worked out what's going to happen and then I'm like oh this is going to happen and then people are like oh why uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah but I think yeah. it makes logical sense I remember probably the most stark example of that was Sixth Sense mm -hmm. did you see that haven't seen it what's oh. Sixth Sense oh so it's um it was Bruce Willis and he could see this boy and he saw lots of other things and Anyway, he was like, you know, um, this boy said, I see dead people. Uh -huh. and, and what Bruce Willis didn't realise, well, I won't spoil it in case you watch it, but like halfway through I worked out what was going on and I said to somebody, oh, this is what's going on. And they were like, no, no way. And then at the end you found out that's what was going on and they were like, wow, uh -huh. <laughs> how did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. It just Sometimes it's intuition and sometimes it just – it makes sense that if you're putting a puzzle together to trick people, that that's what you would do. So, mm. yeah. Wow. That is so cool. So you like kind of historical stuff or, oh, Sons of Anarchy is not historical, but Game of Thrones is kind of that. Yeah. And uh, there was a show I watched on Disney Plus called Hot Zone. It was all about the Ebola and, and anthrax. It's like a soap opera. It was pretty cool. Hmm. So I like those those sorts of stuff too. Um, yeah. Stuff to do with Mars as well. There was a brilliant movie I saw on Disney Plus. It's like an astronaut got lost on Mars and is yeah. that The Martian? Yeah, I can tell it for you now. Um, yeah, The Martian, brilliant movie. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Do you think that ideas for movies and series come, where do you think they come from? Because Jung, Carl Jung talked about the collective consciousness and about there are new, no new ideas. There are ideas, you might have an idea about something and you think about it and then that idea is in the collective consciousness and it could be picked up by somebody else and they actually do something with it. 
So do you think movies and series are actually things that people are picking up the thoughts of other people, things that have the potential to happen, or do you think they're just fantasy, or what do you think? I think they're the potential to happen because uh, they're, they're wanting to send astronauts to Mars and, you know, not everyone's going to make it back from Mars. So I think they're trying to, yeah, predict the future. And prepare people for that sort of thing? Yeah. Or just do you think movies are a way to just play out, you know, imagine what would happen oh, i think that too imagine what would happen but um some of it i do think could be real yeah yeah and then if you look at quantum physics and that time space continuum stuff then it's probably already happening in you know the multiverse theory and things like that it's like what if it's already happening exactly so but uh, if you get to watch the movie Interstellar, mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely recommend that. Yeah. All right. I'll put it on my list. Uh -huh. And so last time we spoke, you had horses. You were looking after the horses. I was, and we had, oh, I don't know if it was before we had a big storm up there. Mm -hmm. And um, so we had a big storm. It was okay. Everyone was okay where I was. Where my daughter was, the storm just washed out a lot of the town and their house got flooded. So they had lost pretty much everything. But thankfully they were insured and that's been a fairly seamless process. Traumatic because, you know, they had to grab what they could and get out of there. But um, seamless in once they got back there and the insurance company came in and cleaned everything out for them and and they've got somewhere to stay thank goodness and mm -hmm. yeah so that was pretty wild and then um down here at my home there were storms down here as well and so but this home again is fine it's up on a little bit of a rise so it was okay but yeah you have you had storms up there uh no we just had rain Oh, okay. Yeah, we've had thunder, lightning, bucket loads of rain, hail, just crazy weather. And when I try to mow the lawn, the grass will just grow back again. Yeah, yeah. We did the lawn here the other day and, and here we are two days later and we've had sun and rain and it's like mm -hmm. three inches high already. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's good. It's making things grow. But also, you know, when you have a storm, you get that everything's so crisp and clean and sharp and energetically i think because there's a lot of electricity in storms that everything's a bit buzzing mm -hmm. so exactly but uh so the, these are these are the uh obstacles i guess we have to overcome in the world right now with all misinformation uh sherry yep well i think in in regard to which part stephen COVID-19, uh, you know, moving on with this. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to live like this forever. No, and we can't. It's not sustainable. No. So I think that the, um, well, I don't know. There was somebody said the other day that they'd said we'd just have to treat it like the normal flu. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what we're going to get to. I think... So just watching kind of the last two years, you know, the first wave, I suppose you'd call it, of COVID was mm -hmm. quite deadly mm -hmm. for a lot of people um, mm -hmm. and the symptoms were quite intense. Mm -hmm. And then we had the Delta wave, which was probably twice as contagious, I think, mm -hmm. but half as deadly. And now a lot of professionals, doctors, scientists and stuff like that are saying Omicron, twice as contagious as Delta, half as deadly. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if people have, you know, people know their own body and they know whether they've had a cold or flu before or whether they've had the flu shot or, you know, if they've had all their vaccines from childhood or 
whether they go to the doctor on a regular basis and they're on other medications or whether they prefer to work with a naturopath than with their own body's defences. And so um, I think we need to treat people like adults and let them make decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm after consulting, you know, with their loved ones and with their doctor and doing their own research. That's mm. what I think. Exactly. And you can do that at an individual level, but then you are also, we all are engaged in other systems. So, you know, we are engaged in um, the commercial system where we need to go and buy groceries or put fuel in the car mm. and... We can do all of that. There are other systems now that people are, if they're not double vaccinated, locked out of. Mm. But at least, at least here in Melbourne, you know, if you're not double vaccinated, and I'm not sure what's going to happen now that people are due for boosters, but if you're not double vaccinated, you can't attend a venue. Like you can't go to the tennis. You can't even go to the local pub and have a beer mm. if you're not double vaccinated because they're still checking that. People are still checking in everywhere, but the government here have said that they're not using QR code check-ins because the numbers are just too big for them to keep mm. track. But people are still doing it. So I think people have been put into a state of such fear over the last couple of years that they continue to do things that there's this false sense of security that it will keep them safe when it actually won't. You know, if you're using your card, you... Um, your card from your bank here, I think there are eight of the major banks have signed up with Adatree and Adatree are contract tracing. Mm -hmm. So you might go to the supermarket and use your Commonwealth Bank card to pay for your groceries and if that's been a exposure site that they know, then you'll get, you know, within a couple of hours. So it's actually much more efficient than the government system, which is taking up to eight days. So, mm. um, but people are still checking in everywhere and it's like, why? Why are you doing yeah. that? Because that, I don't know. I think it's all leading toward the social credit score mm -hmm. where people are tracked and traced. And Everything yeah. now has become a social credit score, especially in Sydney, New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah, like be a good human being and, and do what you are told without ever questioning it. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why I wrote a song called The New World Order. Yeah. On my first album. Cool. And what's your YouTube? Shields Produ Shields Productions. If you're on Wisdom, just tap my profile, uh, you know, and, and it should show you a link to, to YouTube on there. Okay, cool. I will do that. You can do it now. Can do it now? It's not going to boot me again? No. <laughs> Uh, if the app boots, you just write to write to customer service and say, "Ah, oh, this is what happened to the app." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just like. Okay, so when I tap on your profile, mm -hmm. it's just got I'm a composer. Have you got your links? Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay, mm -hmm. subscribing right now. And Lee, and and if. Feel free to leave comments in the comments section too. Yeah. Yep. So, so anyway. The, the New I'll, World Order is not a new idea. That's been around since the 80s. People have been talking that one world government, one world money system, one world um, mm -hmm. religion. Mm -hmm. the people have been talking about that since the 80s and they were, you know, called tinfoil hatters. And I was listening to... Uh, oh, so there's a um, a doco that's just been made about Melbourne by a guy called Topher Field, mm -hmm. and he's just done, in, and it's like 106 minute doco. It's on YouTube. It's called Battleground Melbourne, mm -hmm. which kind of gives the the story of what's happened in Melbourne, and um, and I don't know where I was going with that now. Ah, oh, you know, and and how it's all kind of come together, and how the people who were and he said in the in the Q&A afterwards that um you know when this first started and people were branded as conspiracy theorists and they'd say oh this is going to happen next and this is going to happen next and this is what they're going to do next 
and every single one of those things and particularly when it came to you won't be able to work unless you've got the jab mm-hmm. people were like nah that'll never happen and that's exactly what's happened so um and he was like you know i don't know they've been right more often than they've been wrong mm-hmm. the conspiracy theorists but people have been kind of looking into um all of this sort of stuff for 40 years mm-hmm. so it's not a surprise to a lot of people but a lot of people have just been going about their day they've been caught up in i guess capitalism and consumerism and mm-hmm. having a good time and mm-hmm. and you know spend as much as you can work hard mm-hmm. play hard which is all mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. but if you're doing that with your eyes closed then you're going to be stunned when they're opened and mm-hmm. if you, the other thing is, I, I mean, I know you were talking before about, you know, wars and stuff like that. This is a psychological warfare and people have turned against each other, which I think is incredibly sad. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to turn towards each other because at the end of the day, it's not going to be the government that helps you. It's going to be your neighbour. Like you were talking yeah. about before, if you're in the volunteer fire brigade. You know, if my house is on fire, it's not going to be the government that helped me. It's going to be the fire brigade or my neighbours that are going to grab mm-hmm. buckets. And, you know, when we have a storm on a property, and we've just been through quite a bit of that here in Melbourne, mm-hmm. when you have a storm, it's your neighbours who are going to come and, okay, you know, or your friends that are going to go, what do you need? Mm-hmm. I've got somewhere you can stay. I've got somewhere you can store your furniture. I've got this thing that will help your cat calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, do you need food? So it's local, it's the people in your vicinity, not the people that have never met you. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, every statistic, we hear all these statistics every day, and I know that in New South Wales as well, you've had a presser every day, press conference, and we hear all the statistics every day, but we don't hear the stories. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that person's name? And I know for privacy reasons they can't give that, but... Um, well, let's talk about the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk just shut the border to the whole of New South Wales. Did she? Again? Oh, no. Uh, she's just reopened it, but she's yeah. made it very hard. Okay, because um, I've got a friend who's up there and her father's in New South Wales just over the border. And mm-hmm. she said yesterday, all everything's gone now. Mm. Like now you can travel freely without, there's no restrictions. Oh, good. Yeah. But it's like WA is even worse. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, even if even if you live in WA, because I'm from WA, so we keep an eye on what's happening there. And even if you live there and you're over here, you can't come home until at least the 5th of February and you can only go home if you're double vaccinated. So I have friends who live here but own property in WA and they can't go back. Mm-hmm. And wow. And the mining sector in WA relied a lot on fly-in, fly-out workers from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't, you know, if they can't go back at some times, they're, they're just like, no, nobody can come in. It's just crazy. I know. So, yeah. But, exactly. yeah, it's interesting times. And I think it's also changeable. Everything can change on a day-by-day basis, you know, mm-hmm. what what happens today and and like um your title for this one novak djokovic being deported i mean that was yesterday at five o'clock they made that announcement mm-hmm. that they had overturned his thing and it was um 8 45 when they went to court and it didn't mm. finish until 11 30 i think at night or in the morning at night last night oh god yeah yeah, so as soon as they heard that decision, his lawyers petitioned the court and got in at 8.45 last night. Mm-hmm. And it was the same judge who had overturned their rejection of his visa before. So he was a bit cranky, I think, to have it back in his court going, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. The same judge who said, what more could this man have done because he did everything that you have asked him mm. when they let him in? So, yeah, it's a bizarre sure. case. Um Sometimes I think it's a bit of a distraction. You know, we we are every the whole world is focused on this one thing, and it's like, what else is happening? Because 
um, I don't know what's been put through in your parliament, but there have been things put through in parliament down here, like we had the pandemic bill, which was a big deal. You know, people protested hundreds of thousands in the streets here for that. There was a, um, a uh, sex workers bill that was put through. Mm-hmm while other things were, you know, like people weren't, didn't know about it because it, we're focusing on the wrong sort of news. And then there was another one, which was the, like a capital gains bill mm-hmm. um, that has just been put through. So, and all of these sorts of things are going to harm people in the end, you know, harm the individuals in society in the end. So I just wonder what it is that they, and they put through another one that meant if you are a, pastor or priest or a person of faith or a parent um, you can actually be charged and locked up if you speak to somebody who a child who wants to transition transgender um, you can be charged and locked up so they've made that illegal even for parents but for people of faith um, you can't pray for someone to not do that it's mm-hmm. just, and it's like, wow, you just take away people's, you know, um, right to think for themselves or to have a conversation about something, you know, like that means that if you were a pastor of a church now, you can't have a conversation with somebody who's questioning mm-hmm. and say, what would God want you to do? Because that might be seen as trying to stop them from doing it. So it's just, yeah, it's bizarre. So, but um, the Djokovic thing is very high profile. I mean, it just makes the Australian government look like deals, really. Mm-hmm. But I, I just wonder what's the what's going on behind the scenes, not necessarily in tennis, but you know, in politics. That what what else are they putting on the table that we're not looking at because we're all looking at Novak Djokovic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know I mean, why they, why they a, part. Yeah. There's, there's a bill on the table in New South Wales that makes employers 100% responsible for people who have um, adverse effects from the vaccine, uh-huh. not just for their time of employment, but for the rest of their lives. So that bill's on the table up there. It's had the first reading. I don't believe it's had the second reading yet and gone through. But it's like nobody's nobody's up in arms about that. We're all talking about Novak Djokovic. And mm. people are like, well, you know, why should he be able to come here and play tennis? It's like, well, that's his job. Mm. Why should he not be allowed to do his job? So, you know, I think we're getting lost in the narrative of, oh, well, he's just throwing a temper tantrum. It's like, no, he wants to work. He's done everything that was asked of him to be able to work. And now they're saying you can't work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of... At a on, a on a global stage, that's a similar position to what a lot of people within society are in. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done everything that you've asked me to do and I still can't work. Yeah. So these two bills you mentioned in Victoria, what, yeah. were they passed or not? Um, so the pandemic bill was passed, which gives him pretty much unlimited powers to call a and we are still in a state of emergency, so, but that can, that you know, they can attend your home without a warrant, take you away, um, all that sort of stuff. That's all in there. Um, mm-hmm. So it completely tramples on human rights. Um, the, there was an immense, a new bill, I don't think they're calling it the Sex Workers Act anymore. I think it's got some other name, but anyway, in that one, it used, and so this is how bizarre it is. Fiona Patton is a politician down here mm-hmm. for the Reason Party. It used to be called the Sex Party. And she's one of, you know, um, the Premier's people who vote for his side all the time. And mm-hmm. so, but she was the one who, who kind of pushed for this and said that um, sex workers were discriminated against because there were things in the Sex Workers Act that were discriminatory. So it's been amended. Mm -hmm. But the amendments, it's like um, a sex worker no longer has to have compulsory STIs and health checks. Mm 
and they no longer have to use protection when they're having sex with their clients. Mm -hmm. And the other thing in there that was, you know, I'm and there's a lot in there, but I have read the whole thing. Um, a child under two cannot. Oh, so now it can be in a residential area, so you can't refuse to rent a house to somebody who wants to use it as a home-based brothel, if mm -hmm. you like, or um, so. You, or you, you can't throw somebody out for doing that if they're doing escort services from home. And a child can't be present in a place where sex services are offered if they're over two years of age unless that child lives in that property. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, there's so many areas for concern in there and nobody said boo. Has this been passed or not? It's been passed. In yeah. Victoria? In Victoria. You know, things are passed all the time and I think a lot of the stuff that goes on that is big news, you know, that, that is filling up our news feed is a distraction from what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So there's a really good interview by, you know, who was it by? I think it was Damien Curry and he's up in Queensland, but he was talking to, it was Rod Cullerton from the Great Australian Party and another man, Len somebody, um, and they were talking about a law that, uh, an act in Queensland even if you pay off your property, you can never get a copy of the title mm -hmm. of your property. And I think New South Wales are doing the same thing. So if you bought a property in Queensland, you can't get proof of ownership of that property even once you've fully paid for it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's been passed. And if you own your property and you're in Queensland and you ring, they will say, no, we can't give that to you. We can give you an electronic thing that says this is the property, but we can't give you proof of ownership that you have paid it off. You know, Sherry, I've come to the conclusion in my life that it's just easy to rent a house. Yeah. I'm just fed up with banks. Banks are just <laughs> greedy. They don't care. Yeah. Well, I think we've been fed the great Australian dream. You know, work hard, mm -hmm. buy a property, paid off that's your retirement fund well we have superannuation for retirement if it's still there when we retire mm -hmm. but yeah so um and people say to me i'm this, i'm like you i rent and people are like why would you want to rent and move and i'm like well i rent a property that is owned by a guy who built these he built six of them you know 15 years ago or whatever this is his retirement plan i pay my rent every week this property is probably worth a million dollars and if I were to buy it, I would be paying a lot more than what I'm paying in rent to live in this property. Mm. So it actually works out cheaper for me. Um, and yes, I'll never own it, but you know, as might be that you, no, might be that nobody will ever own their property. As because long as you've got a, a roof over your head, that's all that matters. Yeah, if there's an economic collapse in the future like in the next couple of years what's happened in queensland will mean you don't own that property anyway mm. so um and i think there was something else just in the last couple of weeks that said that the banks if they got in trouble rather than being bailed out, bailed out by the government could be could seize the people's money and i think that has happened in a couple of places hopefully somebody else can jump on from somewhere else and let mm. you know if that's happened in other countries, that banks can stop you from accessing your own money. Oh, they can do what they want. Yeah. So. I, I have no remorse for the banks. Yeah. Quite frankly, I don't care about them. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think that there will be parallel societies that, that pop up out of this, alternative societies where people use cash and they support each other and they have micro businesses and I think mm. there'll be a whole community come up out of this what's going on now I know exactly yeah but, uh, look I've got to go and eat my, eat my breakfast this is a great show with you as yeah well. I've got to go have a coffee so mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah great chatting let's talk again you too Sherry have a good day all right see you Stephen bye
Alright, that was Sherry. That was a great show. Sherry's from Melbourne. Look, I'm going to end the podcast there. I'd like to thank all my listeners this morning on Wisdom. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to the Stephen Shields radio show and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode every Friday at 6pm Sydney Australia time. Also subscribe to my YouTube channel Shields Productions if you like music content. You get new videos every Friday at 6pm Sydney Australia time. And uh, check out my new music video called The New World Order on YouTube. I'm Stephen Shields. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.